We're uh, certainly glad to be here this evening and uh, we'd like to welcome any visitors that we have. Um, been pretty nervous all day and then I forgot my glasses. <laughs> but uh, we'll get past that. But uh, Brother Terry's uh, on a little uh, rest and vacation so he asked me to open up service and uh, I was uh, thinking today about, uh, I went to my grandpa's funeral and a preacher, he preached about eagle strength. And uh, he said that the eagles will push their young out of the nest, uh, high altitude on a cliff, wherever their, their nest is out, uh, to see if they can fly. But even if they can't fly, an eagle can fly faster than they can fall. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to read this little scripture, and uh, it's in Isaiah 41. Uh, uh, 29 <clears throat> says he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might he increased their strength even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall uh, which I thought about that when that eagle uh, would let its children fall out of the nest and uh, that's kind of how we watch over our kids you know we see them make mistakes and, and uh, we try to help them but it says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not be faint. And uh, we are uh, thankful to be here. Uh, we uh, had a rough day today, knowing we had to do this. I'll tell you, it's a, it's a nervous thing to stand up here and... Uh, but uh, we're thankful for everyone that made it out tonight. And uh, we'll have a prayer and uh, we'll turn it over to the choir. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for each and every one that you've allowed to come this way this evening. Uh, Lord, we pray that you'd guide and bless our service. Uh, Lord, that we could feel your sweet spirit, Lord, and have each and every one do exactly uh, what you put on their hearts tonight. And Lord, we just pray that your will would be done. And Lord, these things we ask in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. We'll turn over Brother Taylor. Page 96. When the waves seem dark.
At this time, we'd like to ask the church to gather in for altar prayer, and we'll, we'll skip the handshake tonight, and we'll sing this next song as we all gather in. on their heart. They're welcome to come up here. I was afraid of that. Anybody got any uh, unspoken prayer requests? Any spoken prayer requests? This time, does anyone have a song or testimony on your heart?
thankful to be here. Thankful for the Lord keeps teaching me stuff. I learned learning. Uh, I was really on fire after that New Year's service. It was a good one. I was able to tell two or three people what the Lord had done for me, and it's really, I was doing good. Uh, and uh, then last Sunday, it's like, wow, I done let him down again. Here I go again. Good preaching brought me back up. And amazing if you keep coming to church and listen to the preacher, they, they'll help you. I thought I'd let the I thought I'd lay the cross down. Lord, he let me know I didn't lay it down. I just need him to help me carry it. I can't do it alone. So all I gotta do is just keep asking him to help us. I was really glad the Lord showed me that. That's a blessing. Anybody else got anything on your heart? Anything at all, song or testimony? Whatever the Lord gives you.
changed the word of me. He changed my eternal destiny. Old things passed away. Thank God for the day, my forever changed. When He changed the Appreciate the good choir songs and Brother Neil opening up. I was sitting there thinking about all the talent that our church has. We have guitar players, piano players. Brother Taylor's tuck over the choir and doing such a great job. Uh, it's amazing uh, how the Lord's blessed us, the talent in our church. Uh, we uh, are thankful for that. Thankful for our youth group. Just, uh, I, I know a lot of people say this is the best church I've ever been to, and I can honestly say that. And uh, it's a great place, and we are to cherish it. Yeah. Cherish it. <clears throat> and I thought about that. Uh, when I got saved, God kind of put me under his wing like that eagle did his chicks when they couldn't fly, brought them back, put them back in the nest, and uh, that's a comfort of a chick is to be under their mother's wings, and that's kind of how I feel sometimes. Uh, God watches over me, and uh, we, uh, like Brother Neil, we, we jumped out of the nest sometimes too, but uh, I can remember my dad grabbed me by the shirt collar and when I'd do something wrong. He set me down. Uh, I knew to pay attention, and that's the way God is. We get out of line, he'll let us know. And uh, we're thankful for that chastism that we get. And uh, we uh, give some of these preachers time to think who's got the message if they have one. And uh, <clears throat> we're so thankful to be here. It's... Uh, Soon be 28 years uh, since I got saved. Time is just flying, flying by. I uh, something kind of funny, but uh, I fill my little pill bottles up for the week, and it seems like I just filled them up and they're gone again. Another week's gone. Another week's gone, and uh, time's running out. Yeah, time's running out. Uh, we uh, wonder if one of these preachers have something on their heart. If they do, uh, come on. I don't need to call your name if you're you got it. Come on. And I know Brother Terry will pick and choose sometimes, but I don't have that wisdom like he does uh, <laughs> to see that. But uh, we're uh, thankful for that too. All the young preachers we have doing so good. And the Lord's blessed them to grow, and uh, we're so thankful for them. And it's needful. Uh, you know, if time stands, we're going to need a new pastor, going to need new young preachers. And uh, it's uh, uh, a lot of white-haired people around here, and I'm one of them. You know, if time stands, why some of these younger boys will have to step up and help do things 
for the church. And, uh, and we've got a good youth group, really super good youth group, and good youth group leaders that uh, help keep them uh, activities and things that's where they want to come to church and uh, keep them more under their wing too, I guess you'd say. But, uh, but one of you preachers got something? I'm going to do like Terry. Russ, you got something? Cool. Let's pray for him. I kind of thought it was you, Jordan, but I didn't want to pick you out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> I kind of felt like when Terry's up here sometimes, Mike kept looking at me, and there's a look in their eyes that you know something's coming. And I used to think that's the way it was, and then I just realized it was because I knew I had to get up. And uh, I was looking to see if they knew. <laughs> but um, we're thankful to be here tonight. Very, very thankful. And uh, I'm so glad that God's given us the opportunity to come here once again. I was telling Annie on the way here, I said, you know, last week I was run down, I was tired. I, was, I felt like I just got out of a war. I mean, I did. I felt awful. And um, we, I mean, it was a struggle to get here. Every step of the way from the moment I, I left work to the time I walked in the doors and sat down, I just struggled. And um, I, I was, you know, had the flu the week before and work was tough. And I thought, man, it's just, my Lord, what in the world? And uh, I left here on cloud nine. I, I could have ran home. I mean, I just was so excited. And I love how God always gives us what we need if we're willing to come and seek it. And um, that's kind of where my thoughts are this, this evening. I was thinking about, you know, how this afternoon I couldn't wait to get here. I was excited to come to church. Now, I wasn't as excited when I sat there and I knew I had to preach, but I was still excited to be here. And um, I just want to... Uh, preach the best I can on this, so you pray for me, but I'm going I'm to be reading in uh, Ezra, and uh, we'll read the first couple verses, and then um, we'll go to chapter uh, 3, and then we'll start in verse 11, but um, really pray for us. I want to be able to preach this the way God gave it to me, and um, there's a lot of joy in this, and as, as we read in Ezra chapter 1, and we'll just start in verse 1. It says, Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. Anything that's going to happen that's good for us is going to start with the Lord. And uh, I love how it says, and it stirred up his spirit. Um, there's times in my life where God will come by and he'll just... Man, he'll get me pumped. And I'm ready to do whatever he asks. And uh, I believe that's what, where Cyrus was at. Lord come by and just stirred him up. And I, I think he was, he was like, okay, what, do you, what would you like of me? And, um, but as it goes on, it says, And uh, thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdom of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. And if you will, turn with me over to, like I said, chapter 3, verse 11 in Ezra. It says, And they sang together by chorus in praising, giving thanks unto the Lord, because he is good. For his mercy endureth forever towards Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and chief of the fathers who were ancient men that had seen the first house when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, wept with a loud voice, and many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people, for the people shouted with a loud shout, and the noise was heard afar off. And uh, you pray, that's kind of the scripture I've been reading here a little bit, and um, my thoughts that the Lord gave me were um, about lost and the folks that are saved. And uh, as I read this, I thought, Lord, you know, like I always do, what is it that you want to show me? 
And uh, as I read that, I, I love how the opening talks about the Spirit of the Lord stirring him up. And uh, I thought about as the foundation, you know, these people, they'd, most of them had watched it been destroyed before. And uh, when that foundation was destroyed, they got to see this one built again. And it reminded me of a scripture in Zechariah. And it talks about when the word of the Lord came down, I'll put it in my own words, but the word of the Lord came down and it destroyed the foundation and the house thereof. And I love it because in order to build a new foundation, the old one's got to go. I'm glad that God tore my foundation down one day when I was eight years old. I thought I had a really good one. I thought everything about that foundation was good. I thought that every trust I had in it the trust in my family, the trust in the people around me in the church, the trust in Terry that he would help me, he'd help me get to heaven. I thought that foundation was good enough. But praise God, the, the word came down out of heaven and it spoke to me as I sat back there. And I remember thinking, Lord, what do you want from me? I, I, I don't understand. All he was wanting to do was get rid of the shack I was living in so that he could give me the good new house that he had ready for me. Plans had been made. The cost had been paid. He wanted to build me the best house I could ever have. Thank God that that was the case. I couldn't afford to build the house that I'm living in right now. I couldn't afford it. But God willingly paid the ultimate sacrifice so that that house could be built for me. And when that house, that foundation of that house was built that day, at Frymouth Road, there was shouting going on. There was people rejoicing that a foundation had been built in my life. That something that uh, so great and so wonderful had been done for me, for my, for my Lord Jesus Christ. I remember my mom, she was so excited. She was so ecstatic. I called Krista, she was my Sunday school teacher. And I remember she was so ecstatic for me. The church, when I told, they were all happy, they were rejoicing. I remember as people came and hugged my neck. I was, I was so shy. I didn't want to tell them that I got saved. I was scared to death to come up here. But I remember how they wrapped their arms around me. How they rejoiced with me. Why? Because they knew exactly what I got. And they knew it was way better than what I had before. Folks, if you want to get saved, you've got to allow God to get rid of the trash so that you can build a good, solid foundation. I love, that. I love that chapter in Zechariah where it talks about that. It talks about how the word came down and how it came into it and it devoured the whole house. It said the timbers and stones thereof. Every ounce of my old being was gone that day. But thank God, every new portion filled its place with better structure. God's not going to leave you hanging. If God asks you to come and get saved, if... You know, God asks you to come and renew your life. You know, say you're saved and you're just not building on your foundation. Maybe you haven't put the walls up. Maybe you haven't put a roof on it yet. God still wants you to come and build on that foundation. And He will give you the resources so that you can build the perfect house hand in hand with Him. I always thought about it this way. You know, God gives us tools to use day by day. He gives us great tools of instruction great plans in the Bible. It gives us tools such as, you know, our voices. You know, Taylor can sing. And when he sings in the Spirit, it's powerful. It's a wonderful tool. Terry Brock's one of the best evangelists I've ever heard of and, and one of the best I've ever seen in person. He's just the best. But it takes God stirring in him for that tool to be used. And uh, what I'm getting at this evening is, there's a lot of tools God has placed in our church house. How many of us have allowed ourselves to get rust on us? Have allowed ourselves to just sit on the shelf a little longer than we should have? Maybe we've come to the house of the Lord time and time again thinking, well, I'm here. Being here is not good enough. That's not. God showed me that a long time ago. He always, I remember I was sitting there on the front row and I was sitting with Lee and them and God showed me, He said, Jordan, if you want any good to come out of your life, stop being a hypocrite. I, I, it hit me hard. 
tore my, tore my heart up. I remember thinking, God, what, what am I doing wrong? Well, I'm here. I'm trying to serve you. I'm trying to do what you want. No, I wasn't. I was just showing up. I was just a warm body in a seat filling the pew. That's not what God wants from us. God gave us that beautiful foundation, that perfect foundation, so that we could build a house worthy for people to see and want to come and be invited into. Folks, our house should be so pristine. It should be exactly how God wants it. So when people are wandering out in the world, out there in the rain and the cold, they can see your house and say, I want to know what's going on over there. That looks like a good place to rest. That looks like a good place to go. And then when people come to your house, you can show them the house that God gave you. Then you can help them build their house. That's what this is all about. Getting saved so we can see others saved. It's simple. God is not complex. If God gives you the breath of life and He saves your soul, it ought to be your job to really put the focus on who's lost in my life. Who can I help get saved? Who is it around me that I can touch? I'm telling you folks, I've realized this week there's a lot more people than I anticipated. I thought there was, you know, my little group. I thought, well, I know I need to pray for this one. I need to pray for that one. And as I read the scripture this week and last week, God brought so many more people to my mind. He brought so many more people to my attention. We've got a host of folks that are lost in the midst of us. Some of them don't show up to church, haven't been here. But I know a lot of you that know them just as well as I do. And we can be a light to them when we leave to try and draw them to this great place. God's been so good to us. God's blessed me to be saved. You know, since I was eight, I'm 28 now. That's great. Thank God for that. I'm so glad that I put Christ first in my life as long as I have. Why? Because you folks taught me how. If it wasn't for this house that you all have built and the houses that you allowed me to see and come to and talk to, each one of you have taught me how to be a Christian, taught me how to be a preacher, taught me how to be a good family member, a good uh, spouse to my wife. This church taught me that. Why? Because you built your houses with the right materials that God gave you. You know, I, I go to coffee sometimes over at Happy Days with some of the older guys, I guess you could say. And I enjoy going there, not just for the laughs, but there's wisdom there. There's things that they talk about that I realize I can apply to my life. That is exactly what that Bible is. The ultimate guide. If you apply your life the way that Bible wants you to, if you establish on that foundation God gave you, and you take those plans and you build it just like God wants you to, I'm telling you, you can help a lot of people. I wonder if little, little Terry back in the day ever thought he'd be who he is today. I ever wonder that. I, I think about it a lot. You know, he always talks about being shy, young man. You know, not being super confident in the church house. And I wonder sometimes when he was sitting over there in that block building, if he ever knew what God had in store for him. I'm glad Terry Brock built his house with the right things because that man preached the gospel to me that, the, that my God delivered the Spirit through. That was so important. It was so needed and it needed to come from him. Why? Because it was for me. When God puts someone in your life and God asks you to do something and build your house a certain way, it's because they need you to deliver certain messages. That's, that's exactly how it is. God wouldn't call us, Jeremy, and say, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to put these people in your life, but I don't want you to be a witness to them. That isn't the way it works. If you want to impact this world, impact it spiritually. Ask God, what are you doing? What, what, what do I need to do more of? God, is, is my building really built with the right materials? I, I'll tell you this, and this is kind of funny, but it makes a good point. You know, there's been times I've tried to build something in my little workshop and I thought, well, I don't really have this wood, this material. I'll just substitute it with this. 
and I'll put it together, I'll have it all done, put hours in, and it'll fall apart and break. Because I didn't build it with the right things. It didn't have the, the density I needed. It didn't have the strength I needed. So when I put it to the test, it failed. Don't wait and put all that time and effort and put all, all those materials and waste just to watch something fail when you know you should have done it the first time the right way with the right things. You know, I, I, I'm so thankful God gives us such a good foundation. I'm thankful that He does that. Because if I had to build a foundation, I'd, I'd mess it up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to start. But because of what God showed me when He built my foundation, He walked me through that whole process, showed me how it was done, how to use these tools, and how to carry on building the rest of my house. He never leaves us alone. He never abandons us. If you're wanting to get saved, God will not leave you be. He will not just leave you stranded and say, here's your foundation, have a good time. He's going to walk through you with it the whole way. He'll be there from the time it's laid till the time it's done. And I'm telling you folks, if you're ever worrying about you know, well, I just don't know. I just don't know if I'm getting called. You'll know. If you're asking yourself, that's a good place to start. I remember I used to say, well, the Lord ain't calling me. He's not asking me to come. Nope, nope, nope. Well, I did. Lord knew I knew very well He was calling me. We can tell ourselves a lot of things up here. And we can allow our heart to decide things this way and that way. Way down deep, we know exactly what God's asking us to do. And if God's asking you to come and renew up tonight, or get saved, or just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you very much for what you've done for me. Thank you, God, for the life I have, for the, the joy in my heart, for the peace in my soul. Thank you, Lord. You ought to be willing to do that for Him. Why? Because there was a time that He came to earth, gave up all that He had that was perfect, put on this nasty flesh, adopted all of our sin, and He went and died for you. Not because you asked Him to, but because He loved you enough to do it willingly. I, I, awful th I often think like, you know, when He stood up there on that, or when He hung up there on that cross, I think, man, I hope He knew how much I appreciate it. I hope he knows how much I love him for it. God was so good to me before I ever knew how good he really was. God was so good to me before I could ever comprehend what he had done for me. There was, I remember, this has been recently, I've thought, God, I'm so amazed. You know, you get another layer added to your senses. I'll say it that way. As a Christian, as you grow and you build your house, God will open your eyes about little things. And you'll see how much more He loves you than you realized. And I was thinking about this and I thought, Lord, if I had only known how much you loved me way back then, I would have, I would have tried a whole lot harder at some points in my life than I did. I would, have, I would have given you just a little bit more than I thought I had. God's so good to us. He loves us so much. That's all I feel like preaching. Taylor, get us a song. We'll have you stand and give one song of invitation. I'd hate to leave without giving somebody opportunity, but appreciate your prayers. I, I just want to say, if there's anyone here, I believe God's calling to somebody else He wouldn't have burdened my heart. And I don't know anybody's circumstance or what's going on in your life, and I really don't want to. And I'm glad it's that way. But if God's speaking to you, come and, come and figure out what's going on. If you need to get saved, come willingly. Come and just ask Him, Lord, what, am I lost? Lord, how do I get saved? Lord, here I am. Talk to Him. If you're here, maybe you're just in a bad spot. Come and ask the Lord to help you. I, there's been times in my life where I've been there. Where I've been in a bad place. And I thought, man, Lord, I just, I really want to get out of here. But I never made an effort. If you want to get 
out of the hole that you're in. You've got to make an effort to get out. You know, I always thought about it this way. If God was reaching into a well trying to help me out of it, He could only go so far before I've got to reach back up. Reach out your hand to Him. Let Him pull you out, dust you off, pick you back up again. There's no need to sit in a place that you don't need to. You know, I always thought if you had to go and uh, go down to the DMV and get your license plate renewed, it'd be a shame if you went down there and sat three hours, but you really didn't need to. God's the same way. You don't need to be in a bad place with God. He can fix that. So I ask you to come. scripture came to my mind as I was standing here and it says for every house is built by some man but he that built all things is God and uh, whatever you're struggling with like I said I don't know anybody's hearts but whatever you're struggling with God's already got it in control you just have to let him you just have to let him and say God here it is I, I can't do this on my own he never asked you to do it on your own to begin with. For some reason, we think that we have to take control of situations. That we have to do it. That we have to, we have to be the person in charge of this spot. And it's got to be this way. That's not so. If God says, here I am, let me take it over, you give it to Him. He knows more about it than we do. It says here. It says He built all things. God wouldn't ask you to give him something if he couldn't handle it. He wouldn't ask you to do anything if he couldn't handle it. We appreciate being here tonight. Appreciate your prayers. Thankful for the Spirit of the Lord passing by. We don't feel like we have anything else. We'll turn over the mic. Where are you at? I hate when the Lord put, I say, give me something to do, Lord, and then he does. And Flesh uh, <laughs> doesn't want to do it for some reason. So. <clears throat> There's a fire. There's a flame. There's a furnace. Eternal grave. Built for those. Never
the one calling you to come. Why not believe? Why not believe? Why not believe? Why not believe in the Son and what He has done on that cross for you and me? Gave His life, paid the price for you and I to go free. Why not believe? Why not believe? Why not believe? Why not believe? We appreciate that song and the good message Brother Jordan had. And uh, we want it this time. If anyone else have anything on their heart. Wednesday nights kind of gets us through the week. It does for me. It uh, gives us a little boost. And uh, Chris McKinney used to say it charges my my battery up a little bit, you know. But uh, I don't know if we have any announcements, Blaine, or nothing. Anybody I have announcements? If nobody else has anything, we're going to ask Brother Carl to dismiss us in prayer. Time in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.